All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode number five, Mistakes Were Made, Gaming Podcast. Back here again with Lane, and we got a lot to talk about, mostly about just PAX East. I think that's going to be the big thing, which pretty much going to talk about all, all episode, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're going to talk about PAX East, maybe go over a few other tidbits here and there, but uh, for the most part, we're uh, PAX East time, baby. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that came out of there. Uh, some you know, a lot of big things and some smaller things. We want to kind of go down the list here, just kind of mention a few things first. Hey, um, um so let, let me uh, let me ask you really quick. Um, Dauntless, Bloodstain, Borderlands 3, just I'm listing it off at this point for you, but yeah, what were, what were the biggest games besides Borderlands 3? Because we're obviously going to talk about that, but yeah, for what, sure. what were the biggest things that stuck out to you? Biggest things that stuck out for me at PAX East, um, you know, probably actually one people probably didn't think about really, uh, a game called Streets of Rage 4. And Streets of Rage 4 got me pretty hyped. And the reason why is because Streets of Rage, have you ever played Streets of Rage before, the other games? Oh, yeah, this is new to me, dude. Tell me a little bit about it. Streets of Rage is just like a old school beat 'em up, like side scrolling beat 'em up that you play with your friends. It's a nice couch co op game. It was very popular back in the 90s. It was on Genesis and some of the other, other older consoles. It was just that side score beat 'em up game where, like, it was you were just two these two badass dudes walking around the streets, you know, punching other, other guys and like saving chicks and stuff. It was like very cool. The music was awesome back in the day. So Streets of Rage 3 came out in 1994 on the Genesis. So now Streets of Rage 4 is supposed to be coming out. It's TBD, but hopefully sometime next year or who knows, you know, maybe after that. So it's a lot of hype around it because this game, new game hasn't come out in 25 years. It's been so far. So it's, yeah. And I watched the trailer. I looked at some other gameplay and it's still got like the same old school music. It has newer graphics and looks beautiful, but it's still got like the same old school like uh, sound effects too. Same thing, so that kind of really got me kind of like a lot of nostalgia hit right there. So I always loved those side scrolling beat 'em ups. So it was like a lot of fun for me back then. Well, uh, okay, cool, man. Is there anything like story wise with it? Is it pretty much just like a straightforward it, like just that, hop on in and start punching people kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's the main the main thing about it. It's just that you, you or a friend can pick it up anywhere at any time and just jump in and just start punching it. And it's just like that's what makes it so fun. Is that it's just so relaxing, just a very nice couch co op kind of game like that. Like me and my buddies used to like just like play it all the time and you know, hang out and just like, you know, have a few drinks, you know, have some snacks, whatever, and just play it and like the music and everything is just so so good and like it's for just you know over the top action you know kind of like a yeah kind of like like a um uh what's what's uh kind of like a chuck norris kind of vibe you know <laughs> you're just a little bit over the top humor yeah. like kind of overly masculine type humor too yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's perfect okay. for that time period but um besides that uh i mean you can say mortal Kombat 11 looked good they showed up in there again just did some more gameplay stuff but that game's coming out in on April 23rd, so that's coming out in a few weeks. Um, I think that that game has made it as long as it has. I'm it's insane that out there. And, yeah, you know, I'm not not saying that there's anything bad about Mortal Kombat. It's no. obviously you know it's a great franchise. It's just with 
how 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 many series it's been? It's just excellent. <laughs> I think they were they they had to have been one of the first fighting series that were, especially for that time when they when it first came out. Um, it was just so brutal and so violent, you know. Well, there was like Street Fighters. I, think, I remember growing up that, in yeah. like that was. I remember growing up in Mortal Kombat was like one of those games that like when first of all you know growing up in the nineties, your parents didn't really at least mine didn't they didn't really you know, accept video games, you know, they just kind of like, like, hey, you shouldn't play that all the time. It's just understandable. Games rot yeah. your brain and... <laughs> go out, go outside, you know, you're going to become a murderer one of these days. See, my mom made the mistake of telling me that it was going to rob my brain, and then she also made the mistake of telling me that Diet Coke would do the same thing when I was a kid. That was, <laughs> that was just her trying to get me to not drink the Diet Coke. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, the more you tell me, I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah. So she has a kid. Oh, but, yeah. um, yeah, but like back in those days, it, Mortal Kombat was one of those games where it was like, even though even when I did play games and my parents knew about it, it was still one of those games where they're like, we don't want you to play that one. It's it was just so brutal and violent back then, and oh, yeah. no, no other no other game was like it. Well, it's really so, funny because if you compare it to what it is today, it's it legitimately is child's play in comparison. It really yeah. is. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's crazy how how. You, uh, more much more innocent it is actually well you would think like you know i mean they're like more common 11 now you would think that they would find out that there would be another fighting game just as brutal right but you really don't see any other fighting games that are as brutal as mortal Kombat. still i mean there's still some other other games but not nearly as brutal yeah they, they push the boundaries they they don't give a shit just putting it bluntly like they're just like you know what this game is what it is we don't really care about any of the rules. Your yeah. feelings suck. We're gonna go ahead and rip this person's spine out. Yeah, somebody over the head with it. They got like, some real masochists over there, but it's beautiful. I love it. I feel like you know, it's if you're looking for a game that exaggerates violence almost in a funny way. That's you know, you gotta have a dark oh, yeah. for it. But I guarantee uh-uh. you that people sneak in playing that game in hospitals all the time. Because <laughs> if you've ever talked to somebody who works in a hospital, they've got some of the darkest humor. Which, you know, rightly so. They see crazy oh, yeah. shit on a daily basis. So For sure. Um, you know, so I, I don't even knock them for it. In fact, it, it's, I had a uh, conversation with my coworker the other day. You know, there's no way in heck I would be able to do that job. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, you know. There's, I know, the yeah. Other, it's, yeah. And, they, do, you know, they do have a tough job. And it's, it's yeah. They do. Yes. Uh, yeah, so. So if they but, want to laugh at somebody's fine getting written, ripped out, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let them. Who cares? But, you know, all right. So, but there's been, uh, just going down World Combat 11, there's been, I think it's rumored there's been at least like 26 characters already confirmed. But people were saying that um, from what they've been hearing from World, um, from another realm, that it's going to be pretty much like the ultimate World Combat. They're trying to literally put not just every character, but they're trying to put different versions of character. Like, hey, Freddy versus yeah, Jason 1980. Yeah, like you can play uh, the new the new sub as the new Sub Zero, but you know we're also gonna you, you want to play as the old Sub Zero with his old move set and stuff like. Go ahead, sure. So there's the rumor that they're gonna do stuff like that, which is pretty cool, and I think that's gonna be just interesting to have. I mean, to have a you know this game, like you said, it's we're into the eleventh game, so there's just so much to this game that to have like an ultimate edition, it'd be awesome yeah. to have by now. So um, that is pretty cool. But moving on from from there, uh, I think you know there's other some smaller games. I just want to do a quick mention. 
before we get into Borderlands. Um, first uh, was Bloodstained. Uh, Bloodstained to me, I just took a quick look at it. It's some watch day, some some gameplay. Um, it, it's made by. Let's see if I can get this right. Koji Igarashi. He was one of the devs behind Castlemania. Uh, he worked on Castlemania back in the day. So this game is pretty much kind of like Castlemania, just with uh, a little bit more 3D style to it. Uh, it's still a side-scroller. Still kind of like... Someone described it as a mix of Metroid and Castlevania. So it has that Castlevania aspect where the bosses are tough, the battles are tough, and you can die pretty quickly. It has a Metroid mix to it where um, there's abilities that you can do to, like, upgrade your character there's like different weapons you can get throughout the map so that looked pretty cool that's supposed to come out later this year um yeah so i'm kind of interested in that uh it's another small game um then a quick mention would be dauntless Dauntless is just another monster hunter game um let's just say another because you know monster hunter itself is so big already that dauntless step in the space it's going to be tough for them but the art style in it is really nice. It looks like a very beautiful game. The world looks beautiful. Monsters are big. Weapons are big. A lot of customization. Um, it's in open beta right now. Um, I'm not exactly sure on the release date. But it's, uh, it seems like it could be a contender. But um, I think Monster Hunter just already has a huge fan base. So I'm not really sure how much of a dent they can put in that. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, I think they're I think they're trying to appeal to people who, um, you know, with Monster Hunter. It, granted, you're appealing to a fan base that likes repetition, but some people want a new art yeah. style. They want to do something different, but have the same right. time of game. Think Call of Duty and Battlefield, right? Some people play True. both. So, you know, I think that's uh, it's an interesting niche. Um, I I don't know if they're going to necessarily succeed as much as you know Monster Hunter, but I. I think most games, most good games set out to not necessarily be industry breaking, if that makes sense. They no, just yeah. want to set out with the idea of making a good game. And if it breaks the industry in a good sense, that's great. Well, I mean, so far I've been hearing good things from it. So I think it's, I think it, I don't think it's going to be like huge and game breaking, but I think it's exactly like you said. I think it's just going to be just a different type of game that people, it'll build its own audience, its own, you know, fan base around it. And I think it'll be great. So. Excellent, That'll man. be interesting to see how that develops. Like I said, it's an open beta right now. So if you guys want to check it out, you can definitely go check that out on PC. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's on console yet, but I think it's mostly just PC. Um, so uh, then the last game I just want to mention is Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is a nice side-scrolling, kind of like a 16-bit game on the, uh, on the Switch, on Xbox, on PlayStation 4. And it's... So Shovel Knight originally has a cool story because it came out in 2014. Um, it's a really nice side-scrolling game. It has a lot of cool mechanics. It's really fun. The characters are great. It's a tough game, too. And um, I just love the art style and the music's great and everything. I played the, the first game. I haven't had a chance to play through all the DLCs. But um, the game came out in 2014. Then they came out with their first DLC in 2015. And then the second DLC, 2016 called uh, Spectre of Torment. And then this, this one is called King of Cards. And it, it's actually going to include two different things. called A uh, DLC called King of Cards, and then another DLC called Showdown, which is going to be its own kind of like separate game. Interesting. And Thanks. The, reason, the reason why I like Shovel Knight, though, so much is that because 
each DLC is is uh, different in the sense that it's a whole new world, and you're playing as a whole new character. So it's not like an add-on, which is really cool. So okay, okay. So so like you have the first first like the main story, the first the base game. You play Shovel Knight himself, and then in the first DLC you play as a guy called Plague Knight, and then the second one you play as one called Specter Knight. So it's like it's really cool how they they were able to just make the DLCs different like that. It's not like your usual DLCs, but it's just you know, here's the, here's a few, here's another level and some more characters and stuff. Yeah. So they make They're it fresh. To diversify their investment. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Okay. Um, so in this DLC, King of Cards, you play as uh, I think it's just called King King Knight or something like that, and so that's really cool. I'm looking forward to that, but. Showdown, which is going to be a separate part of it, is going to be a PvP style. So it's going to be a side-scrolling kind of PvP style game. We can play as different knights and play each other, which I thought was really kind of interesting. Um, and you got to think about this too. Now, all this stuff, you have four DLCs and a PvP game. Each one of these is 10 bucks each. Or you can buy their package for 40 bucks and get all of this. So it's, it's incredible how much content they're making for so little of a price, I think, compared to the, the big games nowadays where they yeah. hunt with games that charge you like 20 bucks for like a few maps and some guns, you know? <coughs> Destiny. <coughs> <laughs> they don't want to mention any names there. <laughs> no, I don't but, know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything whatsoever. But it's Never just... do such a thing get such a holy grail such as that. Lane, you love Destiny. We all know this by now. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fantastic. No, <laughs> I took a year off from Destiny, and I came back. I'm happy with where it's at now. I'm also happy that I game shared and got it for free. <laughs> There's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, because I was so pissed off and salty about how it was released. Um, the, that when, I, when I, my buddy game shared it with me, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try it out. Then after a day or two, I was like, okay, I'm starting to like this maybe a little bit. Um, but I feel like, you know, when Destiny 3 comes out, I, 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 I'm just explaining my, myself here the way I don't have to explain it in another episode. Um, yeah. But it, I feel like when Destiny 3 comes out, I'm going to treat it just like the stripper at the bar. Um, <laughs> nice and shiny to look at, but I'm going to make sure that the, the head's on right before I actually try to date it. So, uh, yeah, there's my explanation for you. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Probably, probably <laughs> no, no, derailed good. the whole conversation there. <laughs> no, no. So you know, it's it's just good to see, like you know, even a, a game like you know Shovel Knight. Um, just see, there's it's nice to see there's games out there that are still making really, really good quality content for still at, like a decent price. You know, yeah. it's still affordable for many people. Whereas, I think, like, I think that's a key right now is like it, people at this point are, are they just want to play a good game. For a reasonable price, and for some reason that seems to be pretty hard to do. But uh, well, it's like know, there's all there's these certain games that have come out that have given me hope. So. I mean, it's just like now nowadays, all you see now is every the, every one of the big games, like the AAA games, they they come out and they just say, "Hey, we're coming out with this game. It's going to be awesome. Give us a hundred dollars for the season pass in the game right now." And you're like, "Hold, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. We haven't even seen anything in this game yet." You know, and now you have a game like Shovel Knight where they're like, hey, you know what? You can get four 
four DLCs and the base game, forty bucks, forty bucks. Yeah. And it's like, okay, all right, sure. I have to pay another sixty bucks. You sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's 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 nice to see. And I, uh, I think the uh, the best model for microtransactions is the Halo Five model. I might be strung out to drive mm-hmm. for that one, but uh, to be honest with you, the Halo Five model was excellent. I mean, no yeah. payment for DLC. We're because it's a live service. We're not going to make you pay for DLC because you're going to yeah. pay us anyway eventually. And then I don't feel as bad giving them twenty bucks for a microtransaction because I'm sitting there going, you know what? They're taking care of me. I really want that armor skin, but right. I feel freaking awful. Whatever it's like. Oh yeah, Call of Duty. We're gonna make you pay a dollar for a radical. It's already yeah. That's just we're gonna you know we're gonna make that's you ridiculous. Pay this, this and all. There's DLC passes, and then you have yeah. to unlock the guns, and you're just like, I'm good, you know. And I don't mean to go on a rant here for for, but I just gotta say, how ridiculous is it that you get to pay a dollar for a red dot radical when you can go back to Modern Warfare two times? And all you gotta do is just you, you just gotta shoot some guys to unlock. Oh, keep in mind you're not just what? paying a dollar because it, it only costs a dollar worth of credits, but a dollar microtransaction isn't actually possible with their COD points. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so you gotta so you, pay like you gotta five, buy five bucks. bucks. Yeah, you gotta pay five bucks to get something worth a dollar. Yep. We yep. get ripped so, off, guys. Who, who else wants to be proud of that? <laughs> it, it is ridiculous that they're doing something like that, but. You know, hey, shame. just a shame. It's all it is, just a shame. You know? Exactly, shame. Let's we'll just leave it at that. Word of the day: shame for Call of Duty. Yep. <laughs> so, so, anyway. um, so I think should we get into the the big part? Borderlands you know, three. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, let's save the best for last year because you okay. know we we're, okay. we're going to talk about Borderlands for a minute here. So, but uh, Skyrim Grandma in the news. Oh yeah, has been scanned into the game. Yeah, hundred percent confirmed. The petition worked. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Ethan Gamers that contributed to that. I'm very proud of you. I don't know we if did you... A... <laughs> we now have an ancient Egyptian woman that is now in our game. <laughs> did you happen to see... Um, there's a picture of Skyrim Grandma um, with... Uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking. What's his name? The fucking... Uh... A guy with shirt B. No, no, like the oh man, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot for this. Who's the, the Elder Scrolls guy? Todd. Todd had Howard. Todd Howard. Jesus, oh, wow, I can't man, believe that. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. Todd Howard <laughs> made me so salty with Fallout 76's presentation last year, and how it turned out. <laughs> like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he goes to E3 this year and people boo the shit out of him. I know it won't <laughs> happen, but God, it would be so entertaining for him to be like, wow, okay, because he was just like. Yeah, Fallout 76's release was interesting. Yeah, interesting. What a good way to put it. What a political way to put it. Like, way to go, champ. Like, <laughs> well, the reason why I Just apologize. Just apologize. It sucked. Just say it like it is. This <laughs> Jesus. God damn it, Todd. Wait, the reason why I brought Todd up is because there's a picture of Todd with, with uh, the Skyrim grandma. And you just look at Todd's face. And he just, he just looks like, am I really doing this right now? <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> it, it's just hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm that's scanning, I'm scanning this old woman to be in the old. <laughs> I'm really, she's this lady that's really in the game. <laughs> what if she voices every old lady in the game? 
I would be, be the amazing. happiest man. I would be the happiest man on this planet. That, you know, that'd be amazing. this all spawned because she made a comment on her stream because the Elder Scrolls Six was like so far away. She made a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was either on a stream or it was on. Twitter. I don't remember where she made the comment, but essentially, she's like, "Well, I'm probably not going to live to see it." And I'm like, "That's some dark shit." Oh my god! There. Yeah, I'm like, "That's <laughs> some dark shit right there." And everybody was just like, "You know what? I would do this for my grandma. We're getting her in." <laughs> and everybody and hey, petitioned for it. It works. It works. This is um, Bethesda buying back some good, some good, good voodoo right now. Oh yeah, so, yeah well played, guys. Yeah, I can't did a really be good angry job. at you for that. I cannot. Yeah. I can be angry at a lot of things, but I can't be angry at that. Way to go! Yeah. And which was cool too from that from that stream that they did. They also just showed off some. Uh, we got a glimpse at a few kind of like just nature assets of the the game designers, and the game looks absolutely gorgeous so far. You know, I'm sure that there's more to it, obviously, but well, um, I'm uh, just... I'm I'm reserving judgment after how gorgeous. Fallout 76 was supposed to be, and how much of a graphic upgrade, an animation upgrade it was supposed to be. I so. I will say though, I don't doubt that this game is not going to be great. I, I I'm putting it down now. It's been I, eight years, eight years. Uh, yeah, but they it's been in pre-production for eight years, and to be honest with you, we've seen what happens with a game like Anthem and Six. True, true. <laughs> but you know, when I, I look at each is... Elder Scrolls game, I just, I just can't. When you look at, when you look at it, and, and let's hold on a second. Now that we're on the topic, when you look at it objectively, every single time that they released a game, and I'm not doing this to bash Bethesda because their ideas are great, but their right. community makes them. And here's why I say that: every time they make it or release a game, their community comes up with mods to fix their problems. True, and. The first game they release without a community to fix their problems also happens to be hot garbage. Yeah. So I I like Bethesda. I like that they are creative. I am starting to really, really want to reserve my judgment uh, after the Nuka-Cola controversy, the canvas bag controversy. All the other controversies, I'm not ready to forgive you, them or forget. Do you think Elder Scroll, the people who work at Elder or not Elder Scroll, sorry, the, you think the people who work at Bethesda are just simply a bunch of gamers who literally have are out of touch with reality? Because it kind of seems like that almost. I feel like anyone that is in the the Tech Valley area is out of touch with reality, but that's just. But it's because well, they, they live in, in a place that's not reality, if right. that makes sense. Like, no, no offense, but there are 49 other U.S. states, and California is unlike every single one of them in good right. and bad ways. But recently, mostly bad because everything's expensive there. <laughs> well, and I don't want to, like, bash them. Best of the people who work there, uh, you know, they do do some great work. I will say, do do. You know, they, they have made. Although kidding. there's been some issues, they have made some really amazing games. No doubt. I'm just, and, uh, I'm just reserving my judgment. No right. At this point, I mean, you have to keep in mind. For the past few months, it's been okay. Well, what are they going to screw up next? Yeah. And you know, hey, just because you put grandma in does not mean I'm going to well, forget. 
I'll say I'll say this: if they mess up this Elder Scrolls game, they're it's going to hurt them hard. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they've already screwed up the Fallout recover. franchise. I don't know how they're going to recover from that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's intense, man. It's a situation for sure. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not trying to bash them, but in reality here, you've really screwed up, guys. I love you. <laughs> I, you know, Oblivion was Oblivion ate up my freshman year of high school. I think it did. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, it, it was... absolutely destroyed me in my freshman year of high school. And I and I, I would never take that back, by the way. But the point I'm trying to make is that for how much I can love something, I can. I, I'm a firm believer that for you to hate something, you got to have the the ability to love something that strongly too. Um. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not full of hatred towards them. I understand. Hey, we all screw up, and we they, most developers make a bad game at some point if they've been around the block. Right. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> like, although, let me let me make this comparison real quick. I will say though, although they're two completely different games, the actually no, I won't even say that. I'll just say in general, when they when. Gamers get really passionate about a game and it's really successful and they love it. That is, there's a lot of good with that, but then like there's a lot of bad with that too, where it, we saw it with Call of Duty, where that fan base is very, you know, I hate to use this word, but it's kind of almost toxic, where... Oh, it's not. It's, it's just a bunch of fanboys. That's all it is, dude. The word toxic gets thrown around so much. It's like the word Nazi at this point. Like, people don't know what a real Nazi is. It's pretty embarrassing. Well, what I mean by that is just saying that the community is only react like they're they're saying it's toxic, but it's not toxic. It's not the community's fault that they're upset with a bad. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the reason the reason why I bring that up is because the fans are so passionate about it, they love it so much that when something even small goes wrong, it it becomes a huge problem. Something even if it's something small, it's a huge problem really to everybody. Yeah. This is a game that they're so vested in. They love it. And I, I know the developers see it too, because we've heard them talk, say it before that they love their fans so much that they're, especially with Destiny, I've heard it from, from Beach, where he said, like, we have such a passionate fan base and he understands all the issues that they had. But he he's very thankful that the fans are that passionate, you know? I mean, yeah, but that's I can imagine. React to it, and that's a good way to react to it. And I wish more companies would react more like that. True. Um, the problem that we have is that a lot of these gaming companies have started pushing back on their customers saying it's the customer's fault, <laughs> but it's oh, not. When they do that, it's, 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 it's pretty yeah. embarrassing because, yeah. you know, maybe you guys oversold the, and you know, I'm not blaming every individual developer for this. Like every person sitting in a studio working a nine to five job, by the way, I appreciate your sacrifice for my entertainment. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is no, it's not the customer's fault. It might be your sales department. It might, might might be your marketing department. It might be the fact that you guys are over-promising things that you shouldn't be over-promising. And here's the problem with that. Most people, if you set a realistic expectation, most people are going to be totally fine. They're going to be totally right. fine. Like, I, I'm still going to buy your game if it's a good game. You know? Like, simple as that. Um I don't need it yeah. to be some era-defining game. Like, I stopped playing the Madden series because they kept saying it was going to be era-defining and game-changing, and this year it's going to be the next <laughs> big technology. Every year. 
And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you're running out of stuff to do, man. Like, chill They can out. kick with their right foot now. Yeah, the, the crowd now does more than jump up and down. Like, we have mascots in the crowd. Haven't you always wanted the that? front row of people now have poorly generated faces. Like, it, it's like, okay, cool. Thank God. Fan, fan reaction now goes by a big play. Make a 40 Thank God. Play. It's like, God, man. Like, I I can finally feel like I'm actually playing sports. But it's like they keep – it's like they give you the the most minimum amount of change. Right. And then they talk about it like it's just the biggest freaking deal on this planet. It's like I would rather you guys take yeah. a year off from making a Madden. Like yeah. more people would – I think more people would buy Madden if they did it every other year or something. No, no, no. you got to sell the roster updates. But they need yeah. to think – they need to plan ahead a little bit better and they need to come up with – uh, like a bunch of new. Oh yeah, they need to they need to change something because it's they're. I think this they're in the same boat that Call of Duty is, and not just Call of Duty, but really any game that comes out annually, they're all in trouble because I think the the fans are starting to realize, hey guys, this is really a shit system. This is broken. You yeah. Know, why are we why are we keep buying these games every every year? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's fatigue. It's a real thing. It's just like the movie fatigue. Like after after um. Avengers Endgame, I'm done with Marvel movies. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. Okay, I know that sounds crazy. But it's the truth. I'm done. Like, I don't care about Captain Wyman 2, okay? Or whatever mm-hmm. she is. I don't know. I don't care about any of that. Um, I don't I don't want to see it. I, I, I'm over it. And, I, like, I'm, I'm... It's like, okay, 22 movies is enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well. I, had, I need a break. I need a mental break. I don't care about the next series of avengers if they spend as much time building it up maybe in a couple of years i'll go back and then watch the movie but you're not going to see me go see captain marvel 2 after this uh maybe i'll see doctor strange 2 yeah maybe but that's because i really like benedict Cumberbatch. he's a great actor um it's starting it's starting to become like that though where um even even with the sports games coming out like madden and all that where like you said, people are just saying, are just starting to go, you know, I'm done after this. And you're yeah. seeing it year after year, the fan bases have dropped down. Yeah. And uh, I was one of those guys. I actually used to love FIFA. I was into FIFA all the time. I played a lot, but I haven't bought a FIFA game since 2016. And I just, because there's no point. I just look at it. I'm like, you know what? If I really am craving FIFA, I'll go play FIFA 16. It's yeah. Not, I'm like, I was down I mean, maybe a few things are missing. Right. You know, it's just, so there's people that literally sit there and they make a roster update for the current gen game. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how these annual titles deal with it. But in, in terms of like Bethesda, I'm also, like you said, I think again, we should go in this with caution, but um, I think that this Elder Scrolls game is definitely going to be one of those games where um, the fans are going to hype it up more than the company hypes it up. I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. is a good thing. Which is a good thing. You think you so? don't want the company to hype it up. You don't want no, that to hype it up. I mean, Skyrim can, is going to hype itself, honestly. Like, they, they could spend zero dollars in marketing and everybody would know about everything going on on the inside because they're that freaked out over it, which is good. I, I no, love yeah. the Elder Scrolls Great. series. You, I yep. am taking a week's vacation when that game releases. I will do it. Because a lot of people I, I, no one's going to be working. <laughs> yep, like, who needs a job nowadays? Honestly, right? Like, well, when Skyrim to, came out, the same thing. Project ever for our company, and I'll be like, nope, too bad. This is the biggest game ever <laughs> for my life. 
<laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah. um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, to kind of jump topics here, uh, yep. Destiny 3 rumor, if you're ready for this. I know you're ready for this, John. Okay, Hit, hit me with it, because there's, there's all these rumors about Bungie all the time, so let's okay, hear Well, Destiny 3 rumor right now is that there's going to be no Crucible. No, no Crucible, really? No, no Crucible, yes, sir. Okay, how'd this rumor start, you know? Uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, to be honest with you. I saw it, I read through the article, and apparently yeah. uh, Shax is getting the shaft. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, maybe, I'd be interested to see, like, just there's statistics behind it, to see, like, maybe they're, they're thinking about that, because maybe, do you think Gambit's becoming way more popular than Crucible now? I think so. Uh, and the reason I say that is because uh, Crucible and Balance have never gone hand-in-hand. True. Um, ever. Well, ever since Destiny 1. Yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been uh, how you say, uh, hot garbage. So, um, and I say that because, like, I absolutely thoroughly hate every quest that brings me into the Crucible. I know there's some people that love it. Usually someone that plays right. Hunter or Warlock. Congratulations. I usually play Titan. We do not do that well. Um, it's, uh... But it's just, you look at the Crucible, and it's so hard to make that balance with, in Destiny. Yeah. It's just so many abilities, so many guns, that everything is going to seem overpowered because there's just going to be, there's no way you can balance it out. I want a game mode to replace Crucible. It doesn't necessarily need to be PvP. Uh, And here's, here's why. Okay. You cannot take something out of a game without replacing it as a quality feature. Um, Battle Royale. Kill yourself. (laughs) No. Uh, what, what, sorry if you're suicidal. I did not mean to. But anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is, they, they they're gonna. You cannot. You can't do addition by subtraction in the gaming industry. It just doesn't work that way. No. Um, right. And people are gonna notice that and go, okay, well, why? What else did you do for us? Now. Right. I do like Gambit. I think it has replaced Crucible. It is easily the most played game thing in the game. I mean, hands down. Um, I don't play anything else but Gambit. I like the PvP of Gambit, and I hate PvP. So, if that tells you which way I'm leaning, I'm totally fine with it. Crucible, I've played mm-hmm. maybe 50 to 100 matches over the past year and a half? Year and four months? It's kind of it's kind of funny because, like, Destiny 1, I actually kind of liked the Crucible in Destiny 1. I actually really enjoyed it. And Destiny 2, good. Destiny 2, though, no, like, even towards the end of Destiny 1, I still enjoyed it. But, like, Destiny 2, I just have no – I mean, I got into it for a bit and played some Iron Banner here and there and did Crucible a bit. But I just never really been motivated to, like, grind for, the you know, those the Rhetoric's Claymore weapon or, you know, the endgame weapons. Yeah. I, I just never been motivated to do that. I think that's fair. Um, I still think it's hot garbage. I think we're just finally coming to see that Destiny really does shine when it's all about PvP. And that doesn't mean you can't include some PvP well, Most of the shooters it. do, though. And I'm, and I'm saying that because, like, Borderlands, yeah, sure. But Borderlands is more fun because of the loot. 
and the grind and the funny crap you can do with your friends. Right. It's not, I mean, sure, you can get some sick kill cam videos, but, you know, not not everybody right. really cares about Crucible because of the lack of balance. Like, you're not making another right. Halo, okay? Bungie is not making another Halo. If they're not making another Halo, then they are wasting their time trying to balance it. It just, it, feel, it feels like it just never fit. And I'm, I'm sure maybe you feel the way that same way there, maybe. Uh, I mean, even yeah. Destiny 1, it was on balance. So I uh, never really cared for it. Um, well, you know what, though? It's like, now, I just want to ask you this, though. Do you think, I mean, when you, when, you, when I'm, I'm just thinking about this, if you took Destiny 2, Crucible, and you took out all of the supers and the abilities... Do you think it would be work as a vanilla base, just like standard, just shooter? No. Competitive? No? No. Not at all. It's, I mean, okay. a looter shooter and competitive PvP should never go hand in hand, in my opinion. That's just an opinion. Everybody has one. It's kind of like an asshole. Um, but, yeah. Well, know, I think every... I'm being blunt. No. Well, no, I think you're right because, you know, like you said, there's a looter shooter for a point. It's all about the loot and the shooting. And that's really best in PvE. And even, every looter shooter can do PvP, but it's difficult, and they gotta make it unique. Yeah, I you mean, know, it, even in uh, I mean, even the Division Two, I haven't really played the PvP, but I, you know, but, well, I mean, I've yeah. Dark Zone, but it doesn't feel the same, you know. Um, right. It doesn't feel like a real PvP. If that makes sense, like. Right. Third, maybe it's just a third-person thing. Even in uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, it didn't really feel like it didn't even really feel like a big PvP game. But it was because it was released later, I would assume. But um, yeah, but you know, going back to what I was saying, it's uh, I'm not gonna miss it. I'm just not. I I wouldn't even if I if I signed on and you said, hey, by the way, you don't have to do any more crucible grinding. I would sit there and go, well, thank God somebody actually listened for once. And mm-hmm. I'm hardly going to even notice it's gone because I don't play it to begin with. Well, it's, it's just so strange because Destiny Crucible, it, it's had its great times and its bad times. Like I said, it's always hard to make it balance. Um, I, feel like, I, just... I feel like their approach to DLC has been spot on recently, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Black 100%. Armory with like you know, the waves of different crap to kill and all that, like, that's that's actually kind of fun. Um, the other stuff, not so much. But, you know, I'm not going to... What I love about this new way they're doing content is that as soon as one content block is done, the next one's out, right? Like, a few weeks later. Yeah. So it's like they're never, they're never not having new content, which keeps it fresh, keeps it interesting. You know, and that's that's perfect for them compared to last year when it was it was absolutely garbage. They come out with content and you breeze through it within a week or two, and then you have to sit around and wait for another like you know few months. Yeah. For the next drop, it, it would just be boring. So this is, I love it. They're doing they're doing a great job, and you know maybe maybe it has to do something with Activision not being there. I don't know. I think it has Same. a lot to do with them kind of just saying, "Hey, Activision, screw you." <laughs> and uh yeah could be you know i'm saying that um from the standpoint of they were breaking up with them anyway so i feel like that roadmap because like anyone that's actually been 
around a business situation like that, they understand like everybody's all, that they knew that for months. And that's mm-hmm. why the creative direction diverted the way that it did, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at that going, you know what? They knew this was going to happen. That's why they just said, bump it. We're going to do old content our way and really not care if Activision's happy with it. All right. Well, to, to wrap the Destiny topic up, I just want to say, ask you one last question. Do you think we're going to see something from Destiny 3 or something on E3? Did it come out last year? No. The year before. No? Yeah, it's been out for – this is year two. It's about time, so. dude. I wouldn't be surprised. I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Now, if they're smart, they'll go for a spring release. They should. I agree. They should because what else is this next, out? the last DLC is coming is going to end around the end of August, and that's when they can actually even make maybe like you know, an announcement trailer or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so I think we're going to see something at E3. I just don't know what. Um. How? Hopefully, all the things. No, but uh, hopefully all the things. All the things. Yes, yeah. that's all. That's hopefully all. We all just I want get to see free is all the things. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what they show there. Um, but I think we should just wrap up that topic. Move on to big topic, Borderlands Three. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm actually. This is gonna disappoint a lot of people, but I've actually never played a Borderlands game. So uh, I'm actually kind of hyped for this. Well, well, this podcast is over. We're not going to ever record again. <laughs> you get to, don't take my opinions for any kind of you know concrete you know evidence here. I'm just saying. I the thing is, is like I I don't know. It's Borderlands to me. I've watched people play through them, and I I found it hilarious and awesome. It's not like I don't like the game. Yeah. It's just that Borderlands have always, has always come out for me at a point where. I've been in the middle of playing other games, and I just never made this the jump over to it. There are some uh, but... games that you need to make a priority under in your life, sir. And this is <laughs> the one time I'm going to tell you to play a freaking game. And the reason I say that is because, well, obviously, <sighs> it is by far the mo- the best of slapstick humor, and it is so far up your alley. You have no idea. Um, oh yeah, I uh, I played like I like I said I, I watched playthroughs like with my with my own friends like I watched my one buddy who's played through it before I've sat on the couch with a few other friends and he's just will just play through and we'll just drink and have a good time and the humor like like you said it's it's it is right up my alley the humor in the in Borderlands is spot on it's perfect the, the story of Butt Stallion is by far if you ever get the chance to look it up on YouTube just look up the Butt Stallion cutscenes. Um, <laughs> right. I actually considered if I got a female dog, um, I ended up getting a male dog, and he's his name is Zoro, and he's absolutely adorable. He's a la beagle, a black beagle, I guess is the best way to look at it. Um, but I would have named my female dog uh, Butt Stallion. I don't know why I would make it a female name. Uh, I know stallions name. are de- definitely uh, males too, but I would have named her Butt Stallion. So, um, but. Going back to what I was saying before. So, and by the way, that's the name of real horse, by the way, in the game. That's well, amazing. Well, a fictional horse, but is really in the game. So, um, Borderlands is a complete, think of it as like a Fallout setup, a little bit more cartoony on the graphics end. Yep. And 
over-the-top humor that is so ridiculous that you have to laugh at it. Um, one of the sales guys constantly yells explosions nonstop, when, and you're buying explosives and stuff. That's amazing. Him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's just like, explosions! I can't even, I That's can't justify amazing. it. I can't even do it nearly as good. But um, going back to that, so yeah. I'm excited for Borderlands 3. I think all the people that are like, oh, well, the graphics aren't that upgraded. I'm like, you never played Borderlands for the graphics. Don't act like you did. Don't act like it's supposed no, to be some major improvement. The, you, it, the game is what it is. And that's the beauty of it. The simplicity of it is what makes it beautiful. And I'm not right. saying that for other games, okay? But even, like, let's say hypothetically here, they, they're like, okay, well, people are going to make comments on the graphics. They'll be happy when it's released, but we think they're going to freak out. Like, if they would have put out a fake trailer with fake graphics, people would lose their shit. So, no. Oh, yeah. Don't act Don't act like it's going to be some kind of big deal. Is it going to be funny? Absolutely. Is it going to be a great game that we enjoy? Yes. Seven years in the making. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Borderlands nailed down their art style a long time ago. It's like and... people that can play World of War- about World of Warcraft. Like, sure, a couple of small upgrades here and there, but it's the same crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I did look into Borderlands Three. I looked at just I looked at the trailers and some of the reviews that came out of PAX East, and um, it, it was it. I'm hyped, you know, for it for me being this. I'm gonna try it out and play it. It'll be like my first major Borderlands game for me. And um, there's a lot of cool things I saw in the trailer, you know, you, that they even put out. I mean, they said there's gonna be multiple worlds. They showed off the different kinds of environments in there. There was like jungles, deserts. Big cities. So this is it, it looks exciting. This is exciting for me, and I, I've played it. I've played through every Borderlands. I'm hundred percent of them, or anything like that. I am not a god, mm-hmm. um, but if you were a god that plays through them and hundred percent them, more power to you, man. Uh, but that's not me. I will play through the story. I will try to max out my character the best way I can, and then I usually get freaking stomped on uh, more challenging difficulties. But um, it's a fun game. The mechanics are fun. The art style is fun. It's all about having fun. It's supposed to be over the top and ridiculous. Um, it's a game you should be all about. Exactly. Know, real. Just having fun, yeah. man. And it is yeah. like the, the, I'm just excited that it's here. Uh, well, not physically here yet, but I'm excited that they finally announced it. I'm excited that they're going back to it. Um, there's a lot to Did look you forward see? to. You see in the trailer, they said they have over 1 billion one billion well yeah they do a randomly random generator which is i mean it's funny as heck because all the stats all the different things in there like they have limitations one billion yeah that's insane i mean that's just a lot a lot to you know they they've a got lot of guns. Looter, they were the first big looter shooter and then everybody else since then has been trying to copy them yeah if yeah. you think about it like this if you need a template for how to make a good looter shooter, Borderlands is the exact template right there. Like anyone that deviates from that is a complete moron. Now, I want to ask a question. Did you happen to see the leaked tweet that came out on Twitter? No. What's up? What's 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 that? What's that? What's that? I guess accidentally Borderlands tweeted out a picture of a pre-release, like a pre-order thing. Yeah. And on the picture, it said that the release date was September thirteenth. 2019. No way. And then they deleted that tweet. So people are saying, don't believe it. It's April Fools. Some people are saying they fucked up. Who who knows? Who knows? We'll find out probably at E3. I mean, that's pretty quick. 
September this year. I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting though if they did come out if they at E3 they said. But I will say on their website it does say if you go to the website it says more information to come on April third. So well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see this Wednesday. What's uh, what else is they're gonna say? Maybe they're gonna actually show up that graphic and it is gonna come out on April on September thirteenth. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, if that's the case, I know what I'm getting this fall, and I'm also taking a week yeah. off of work in my life. I'm non-existent, so don't call me, don't text me, don't do anything. You know, no podcast. No, okay, we'll podcast. But you know, besides that, while um, playing, <laughs> I won't even eat. I'm not eating for a whole week. I'm gonna pull a Gandhi. So, um, okay, that was. No, I'll say I uh, September. like figure. So did, September thirteenth though is a Friday. So I don't know how likely that seems. And usually it's Tuesday uh, releases. But it wouldn't make sense to release on know. a Friday Division, people play out the weekend. Division released on a Thursday, so True. Maybe it's an but early the, access thing and it actually releases on Tuesday if you don't pre order a certain Yeah, that, I That's could see what that. A lot of gaming companies have been doing to kinda um, get more people to buy the game early. It's like, oh my god, just buy it early. And one thing really, I, really I did see some people were worried about was that they're thinking that this might be an epic game, epic like launcher, epic like their own system. Oh, an exclusive, dude. Yeah. That that this. At this point, I understand why people are upset with Steam and Epic and the exclusives, but guys, it's all on PC still. And at the end of the day, yeah, if, if it's a good game, people are gonna buy it. There's really no reason for you to complain and protest it. You know what I mean? Like. Focus on sure. the games themselves. Don't focus on the people that are launching on platforms. You know, that, that that's like, that, that's like, it, it, I mean, I understand that, you know, it's harder to keep track of different friends lists and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, that's why there's Discord. Yeah, true. I, mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal either, but it's just some dimension yeah. that it could be. So, I mean, that, that could be the thing too there is that maybe it's going to come out on Friday, but maybe if you have, you know, I don't know, whatever they're going to do with their the launcher, super duper Blood Stallion edition. Yeah, the Blood Stallion edition. You get it on Tuesday. I want, the but, that. I want the Butt Stallion edition. If there is a Butt Stallion edition, I'm reserving it. Don't even care what the price is. But actually, that's a lot. I don't pre order games. So, <laughs> so that game looks a very, I mean, the trailer got me pretty hyped. I mean, they show all sorts of bosses, guns. Different open worlds and stuff. If they're that fleshed out already, then they're probably going to release it this year. Yeah, it looks good. So really hyped about that. I'm sure, like we said, they said more info on on April 3rd. So we'll see. And, and here's the other days. thing too with Gearbox. Like, and here's why I think it's actually going to turn out to be a good game. They would not be announcing it and releasing it this soon unless they've been working on it. Plus, with seven years in between, they've been working on it for a minute. So mm-hmm. I think. Gearbox is one of the companies that's not going to try to rip you off. Um, they're not going to pull a Fallout 76. I don't believe that. If they do, then I have lost all hope for the gaming industry and I quit this podcast. <laughs> so uh, yeah. don't hold me to that, by the way. <laughs> well, we got we got two months until E3. It starts on June 11th. So we have a couple months until then. Um, I'm not really entirely sure what, if there's any other big gaming, like, Conferences till then? I no, don't know that. I mean, there's PAX East, and then there's pretty much E3, and then I think Sony's going to be doing their own thing for a minute. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 
So yeah, they're gonna be doing their own thing. Nintendo has their own conference too. Right. Um But besides that, man, there's really not a whole lot going on there. Um no. No, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean I, I'm excited to see what E three's gonna look like this year, especially without Sony. Well the down, um, downside, by the way, uh Games Radar posted this twelve hours ago. Todd Howard says Bethesda isn't going to show Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six at E three. I'm not surprised though, because they said I, I saw that a while ago too. That they said that um, Starfield's on the back burner. They're not going to really be touching that for a while, or even showing much about it, because it's just with that the new Elder Scrolls they're working on. I'm pretty sure a lot of the resources are going into that to make it as perfect as possible. Yeah, they kind of have to. You know, with the situation that, so it's just disappointing. That's surprised. It's just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, well, what's your? You know, what is the for E three this year? What's the biggest thing that you're looking for? Um, like, well, I biggest thing I'm looking for is actually more stuff on Halo Infinity. Halo Infinite, sorry. I want to see more more stuff on that, okay. and I feel like I feel like we're going to. Um, I don't need more gear stuff. We're done with that. Gears is coming out this year. We know that enough of it. I know we're going to see more more at E3. I want more Gears okay. stuff. I love Gears stuff. I mean, Gears is great, but we've we've seen a trailer already on Gears 5. We know it's coming out at the end of the year. We're, we're good. You know, you don't need to keep showing it. They're going to show us gameplay, I know, and we're going to see that. But really, Xbox, Microsoft, just show me some Halo Infinite, man. Yeah. Show, me, show, me, show me a trailer. Something. Yeah, Anything. I'm uh, for BlizzCon this year. I'm hoping this is this is how low my expectations are. I'm hoping <laughs> they don't end BlizzCon with a mobile app as the featured game. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> that's that that is my life goal for 2019. So somehow, maybe complain yep. enough because Redshirt guy, I think, put an axe <laughs> on everything for them. For you know, just talk about trade shows, of course, but like. I think Red Shirt yeah. Guy completely destroyed anything that could be a mobile game again in the future. Which I mean, that that fiasco just come. That was the most cringeworthy presentation. Yeah, yeah I it was felt pretty bad, bad for the presenters because <laughs> I'm like, you... I think they just realized that they're in front of a PC audience that does not give a crap about this game. I'm <laughs> also interested to see. I mean, I know most people would say it, don't really like to say it's about E3. Just interesting to see in general, you know, what kind of new stuff Xbox is going to come out with, and even just other developers that are showing up there. You know, it's just going to it's going to be interesting to see what other new stuff they're working on. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of the big titles like like Halo, like Gears. You know, it's great to see them do stuff, but I also like looking at some of the newer stuff. You know, I'm sick of for, for, of uh, Forza. All right, we're done. Done with Forza. We just. We, 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 enough of the Forza, please. I just want to see more Fortnite. You know what? I'm pretty sure we're going to probably so see something. I'm pretty sure we're probably going to see something. <laughs> dude, they're not, dude, they've got their own thing. Epic doesn't need E3. They don't need Yeah, but. And most, most yeah. game companies don't need it, but they do it just for traditional purposes. I think Sony yeah, is true. making a huge mistake by not being a part of E3 this year, though. Uh, the reason I say that is because I feel like they think they're bigger than they actually are. And I think what everybody was worried about, about PlayStation's ego getting in the way of them, I think that's going to happen this next-gen console. Like, We'll see. I mean, I, I agree. I think they shouldn't have pulled out. 
or at least not at this time. I think this is a bad year to do it in. Yeah. I think they, they kind of need to be here this year. Yeah, they need Because right now their fans to, are in limbo. give an update or say something like, yeah, by the way, PlayStation 5 is coming out at some point. We don't have much or for just, it, but we're going to beat those guys. Or, or just tell the fans, just say, hey, you know what? We're not going to be able to do this year, but we're going to have our own expo, our own well, they're, conference they're doing on this that, date. But it's like they don't even have a they set have, date for it. That's what I'm saying. You know, they need to tell – the fans, something, give them something to look forward to. Yeah, because they're giving their hands. Yeah, what do you got this year? It's like, look, yeah. you know, I, it, you know, I guess they just blew their load so hard that they didn't even, they don't even know what to do this year. You know, <laughs> they went hard yeah. last year, dude. They killed it last. They year. did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see in the con- in like I said, in two months, June eleventh, when E three twenty nineteen starts. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll definitely be. It starts on a Tuesday, so we'll definitely be covering a lot of that for sure. Um, and we'll be going – I think we'll probably just break it down topic by topic or developer by developer maybe even. We'll see. We'll get, when we get there, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, um, uh, you know, I think we should just end it again in this podcast again by saying, you know, what have we been playing lately? Um, and, you know, I know it's going to surprise most people, but I say just been playing a lot of Division Two still. You know, obviously I've been playing Division 2, but I want to make a comment now that is oh. slightly off topic um, for gaming. Justice League. I rewatched it last last night. Uh-huh. After watching and- Aquaman and after watching okay. Wonder Woman, Justice okay. League is actually a better movie. Now. Of course it's going on. Okay. Okay, so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they released every single movie, building up the character, talking about them, before they did a team-up, right? Really? I mean... Right. Well, Justice League kind of did the complete reverse, where they're just like, oh, here's Superman, here's Batman, oh, Wonder Woman came in and helped out a little bit, now we're going to do Justice League. And it's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. But they Too many, too many team-up movies already before a team-up movie, you know what I mean? Like, Justice League was a better movie now that I know more about those characters and I'm more interested in those characters and I understand why they do and act the way they do. Man, you, you really had a... You saw Justice League recently and you're like, I gotta get this out. I, I did. I just feel like it's gotten such a bad rap. <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it, it rightly did. When it was released, you're sitting there going like, I don't really understand these characters. I don't understand why. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certain basic questions that just weren't being answered, but now there's more and more being answered. And I'm like, I guarantee you, if they would have just done a Batman movie separately, maybe Superman 2, you know? Yeah. But if they would have done that all separately and then did the Justice League movie, even if it was the same exact movie that they released, it probably wouldn't have been, but it would have been a lot stronger fanfare-wise. Like, people would have loved it more. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, um, and maybe even Green Lantern, not being a, not in a CGI suit. Well, but, yeah, you know. Geez. Anyways. Oh, uh, um, last closing thought. Disney has now p- purchased uh, Fox Studios. So, X-Men is now a Disney t- uh, entity. And so it's Fantastic Four. And, Dis- and Deadpool. 
Which that'll so. be really interesting. Deadpool as a Disney movie. All right. Well, I think we should end it there and just saying, you know what? I think you're right. I think eventually Disney's going to own all of our souls. Yep. I think yeah, that's through the end. Of all hail Disney. So our Lord and Savior. All hail Disney. You know, when the Lord and Savior Buzz Lightyear, he'll he'll come to my aid. Oh, another Toy Story coming out, by the way. And everyone's going to start crying again. But I think that that about does it here. Unless you got anything uh, final that's brewing on your mind that you want to get out right now. We're good to go. Uh, if you don't own a dog, get a little beagle. Sponsor, we're not sponsored by, by beagles or anything like that. right? You know, we're not really sponsored by anybody yet. So at this point, I'm going to say we're sponsored. Oh, by yeah. Oh, yeah. We should, we should probably plug that. The so, Le- I mean, yeah, we're hey, sponsored by the Labigal Union of the United States. Anyone out there, you're looking for a nice, good podcast with some guys that don't know a ton of stuff except about gaming. And dogs. Just throw it at us. And anything. Specifically Labigals. Yeah. Labigals. Hey, Audible. Hey, Audible. Hey, Squarespace. Let's do something. Hey, Yankee Candle. Come on. <laughs> Yankee Candle. I'm down. I was <laughs> anything specifically around literally, Christmas literally, time, please. I want some free Christmas cookie candles. Okay, that would be fantastic. Hey, uh, hey, Office Depot. I'll sell paper on my podcast. Let's go. I don't want to sell I'm paper. Ready. That's like an office space. Thing. That's <laughs> terrible. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's sell the special custom buttons that do stuff. <laughs> like, that was easy. That was easy. Like, can we? You know what? Let's get sponsored by them just so we can have a that that was easy button just in case a conversation gets yeah, awkward. That, that would be that this is. <laughs> yeah that'd be great alright well that alright so that'll about do it for the fifth episode here uh, we'll be back again later this week with the second episode um, I just want to remind everybody again that we're doing two episodes a week the first episode this one it's going to be a longer one second one it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one but we're going to make it really try to be around one topic um, in one game usually or just one topic so uh, we don't know exactly what we're going to do next time but we'll see you later this week All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye.